0: Hi, this is dan thanks for listening to my podcast i trust that it'll encourage you and build your faith if you'd like to connect with me further visit my website at revivalnow.com you can find me on youtube facebook and instagram at revival now dan steep and twitter at revival now dan you can also download the revival now app enjoy the podcast and share it with a friend I'm evangelist Dan Steep coming to you on the Dan Steep podcast. Thank you for joining me on this episode. We're going to be talking about Daniel's 70 weeks, explaining the 70 week prophecy in the book of Daniel. You find in Bible prophecy or eschatology, which is simply the study of last things, uh, Daniel, the book of Daniel, would be the most important. Old Testament book to Bible prophecy, and the book of Revelation being the most important uh, book in the New Testament to Bible prophecy. And so we're going to look in Daniel chapter 9 to look at this very important 70 week prophecy. Daniel chapter 9, reading from verse 21 through verse 27. And I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. As I was praying, Gabriel, whom I had seen in, in, earlier, in the earlier vision, came swiftly to me at the time of the evening sacrifice. He explained to me, Daniel, I have come here to give you insight and understanding. The moment you began praying, a command was given. And now I am here to tell you what it was, for you are very precious to God. Listen carefully so that you can understand the meaning of your vision. A period of 70 sets of seven has been decreed for your people and your holy city to finish their rebellion, to put an end to their sin, to atone for their guilt, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to confirm the prophetic vision, and to anoint the most holy place. Now listen and understand. Seven sets of seven plus sixty-two sets of seven "'will pass from the time the command is given "'to rebuild Jerusalem until a ruler, the anointed one, comes. "'Jerusalem will be rebuilt with streets and strong defenses "'despite the perilous times. "'After this period of sixty-two sets of seven, "'the anointed one will be killed, "'appearing to have accomplished nothing,' And a ruler will arise whose armies will destroy the city and the temple. The end will come with a flood, and war and its miseries are decreed from that time to the very end. The ruler will make a treaty with the people for a period of one set of seven, but after half this time, he will put an end to the sacrifices and offerings, and as a climax to all his terrible deeds, he will set up a sacrilegious object that causes desecration, until the fate decreed for the defiler is finally poured out on him. And may God bless the reading of his word. This Bible prophecy uh, passage in Daniel chapter 9 is considered by Bible prophecy scholars to be the most important eschatological prophecy in the Bible, above all prophecies, above anything even out of the book of Revelation. It's called the backbone of Bible prophecy, or God's prophetic time clock for Israel. And you'll see as we go through this episode uh, uh, how important this is for understanding the timing of the unfolding of events in the last days and in the end times. What we need to remember is is that um, this passage basically reveals that God has placed Israel's history at the center of all Bible prophecy. I'm going to repeat that again. God has placed Israel's history at the center of all Bible prophecy. Not the church, Israel. And that the 70 weeks represent Israel's past, present, and future. So, first of all, we need to uh, realize that the weeks in this passage, in this prophecy, refer to literal years. Gabriel spoke, spoke to Daniel in terms of weeks or sets of seven, referring to literal sets of seven years. Very important to remember. And as we move forward in this episode, you're going to see how important uh, these numbers really are. Now, the total time of Daniel's vision of 70 weeks is 490 years. 70 weeks times 7 equals 490. And each week or sets of 7 refers to a literal set of 7 years. So 70 times 7 is 490. Now, in the ancient calendar... One year was 360 days. That's different from the Gregorian calendar that most of us go by today of 365 days. So if you have 30 days in each month times 12, that's 360 days. So 490 years on a 360-day calendar. Daniel's vision of 70 weeks is about the Jewish people and the city of Jerusalem not the church. Those who believe that Daniel's vision of 70 weeks is about the church, they believe in something called replacement theology. And what replacement theology says is that because Israel rejected Jesus, they were replaced by the church, and therefore all the prophecies concerning Israel uh, are fulfilled in the church. But that is not true. You're going to see very clearly that, that this, the nation of Israel, Jerusalem, the, the Jewish people are, are truly central to Bible prophecy and the unfolding of Bible prophecy. And, and we can know that very clearly just from our passage of Scripture here, that it, it's about the Jewish people in the city of Jerusalem. If you just look at verse 24 uh, of Daniel's vision, it says a period of 70 sets of seven has been decreed, for your people and your holy city. It goes on to uh, talk about some of the purposes of it, but it's for your people and your holy city. Now, while you're looking at verse 24, you can see that the purpose of Daniel's 70 weeks was to accomplish six divine goals. The first three deal with man's sin, and the last 3 deal with the righteousness of god in verse 24 of daniel chapter 9 a period of seven sets of seven has been decreed for your people and your holy city to finish their rebellion number 1 to put an end to their sin number 2 and then to atone for their guilt And now the last three deal with the righteousness of God to bring everlasting righteousness, to confirm the prophetic vision, and to anoint the most holy place. So those are the six divine goals that Daniel's 70 weeks is to accomplish. Jesus came to earth as the sinless atonement on the cross. He came to offer payment once and for all for our sin. But the application of that sacrifice for Israel will not be realized until the end of the 70 weeks in conjunction with the second coming of Christ. The point at which... Because at the end of the 70 weeks, in conjunction with the second coming of Christ, that's the point at which Israel repents at the end of the 70th week. That's their point of repentance, whereby Bible prophecy really kicks in in terms of their centerpiece and place within it. And that really makes sense when you look at the, the, um, the purpose, the, the, the divine goals, those six divine goals. They had to finish their rebellion, Israel had to put an end to their sin, and they had to atone for their guilt. And then once they've, they've repented and done that, that's when now God comes in and he brings them into their everlasting righteousness, he confirms the prophetic vision for them, and then anoints the most holy place. Now, we're going to be dealing with numbers, but I-, I want you to be encouraged. Don't get too hung up on the numbers. Uh, get acquainted with the pause button and the rewind. And, and, and really, li- this is a, a lesson, an episode that you want to listen to at least two times, if not three times, to, to really catch everything that's being talked about. Now, so when did Daniel's vision of the 70 weeks begin? When did it begin? And to answer that, we need to turn to the book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter 2. And in Nehemiah chapter 2, we actually see <clears throat> that it, it tells us when the beginning uh, of, of Daniel's vision of 70 weeks begins. I'm going to read the first eight verses of Nehemiah chapter 2. Now, uh, early the following spring in the month of Nisan, during the 20th year of King Artaxerxes' reign, I was serving the king his wine. I had never before appeared sad in his presence. So the king asked me, Why are you looking so sad? You don't look sick to me. You must be deeply troubled. Then I was terrified. But I replied, Long live the king! How can I not be sad? For the city where my ancestors are buried is in ruins, and the gates have been destroyed by fire. The king asked, Well, how can I help you? With a prayer to the God of heaven, I replied, If it please the king, and if you are pleased with me, your servant, send me to Judah to rebuild the city where my ancestors are buried. The king, with the queen sitting beside him, asked, How long will you be gone? When will you return? After I had told him how long I would be gone, the king agreed to my request. I also said to the king, If it please the king, let me have letters addressed to the governors of the province west of the Euphrates River, instructing them to let me travel safely through their territories on my way to Judah. And please give me a letter addressed to Asaph, the manager of the king's forest, instructing him to give me timber. I will need... I need it to make beams for the gates of the temple fortress and for the city walls and for a house for myself. And the king granted these requests because the gracious hand of God was on me. Excuse me. This prophecy is remarkably irrefutable. You see in verse verse 8, you're either living under the blessing of God or the curse of God. You get to choose. No choice is still a choice. You see the the favor in the hand of God on Nehemiah. The king granted these requests because the gracious hand of God was on me. At the end of this episode, I'm going to give you the opportunity to make that choice if you've not if you've not made that choice to follow Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So when did Daniel's vision of the 70th week, 70 weeks begin? Daniel's 70 weeks began on the day that Artaxerxes issued an official decree allowing the Jews to begin rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. Historical records factually establish this day as March 5th, 1444 BC. So we know the very day this happened, which is the exact day the 70 weeks began. So God's time clock began for these 70 weeks or 490 years at the 1444 BC point. And it's 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 not just Shown to us in the Bible, but we actually have historical records that establish that was the day that this decree was officially released or put forth by King Artaxerxes. Now we're going to look at the the extraordinary fulfillment of Daniel's first 69 weeks. His first 69 weeks. Now, again, we'll be looking at some numbers. And believe me, I'm no mathematician by any stretch, but if you just hang in there, uh, we'll, we'll review these. And again, I want you to go back and, and listen to this uh, episode again, and this will just begin to crystallize for you, because this is extraordinary. It's truly remarkable. I, I, I believe that uh, an unbeliever, if, if all you did was actually look at the incredible, detailed fulfillment a Bible prophecy, it would cause you to have to believe that the Bible is true and that the claims of Christ are true. Something dramatic happened at the end of the 69th week. So let's look at some numbers. 70 sets of seven, which we talked about, equals 490 years. Now, the Scripture says uh, 69 sets of seven uh, is, is spoken about, and let me get back here to Daniel, Sixty-nine sets of seven is four hundred eighty-three years. Now, four hundred eighty-three years times the three hundred and sixty days per year in the ancient calendar brings us to one thousand, or I'm sorry, uh, hundred and seventy-three thousand eight hundred and eighty days. Now that started in Nehemiah two, on March fifth, fourteen forty four B.C. And if you count one 173,880 days forward, that ends on March 30th, 33 AD, 173,880 days later. What significant happened on March 30th, 33 AD? Well, if you go to Luke chapter 19... We have the account of what took place on that very day, and that was Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem in uh, Luke chapter 19. I would love to read this uh, for you, but uh, for time's sake, it gets kind of lengthy, but in Luke chapter 19, verses 28 through 44, we we see the, the entire account of his his triumphal entry, riding on a colt, uh, people you know, with the palm branches, Hosanna, all of those things were, were, were happening and taking place. That was at the end of the 69th week to the day when Jesus rode into Jerusalem. And when he rode into Jerusalem, the intent was to fulfill the Old Testament prophecies of the promised Messiah to the Jewish people, and to the nation of Israel. And this is the time, it's recorded beginning in verse 41 through 44, where Jesus wept. The scripture says, as he came closer to Jerusalem and saw the city ahead, he began to weep. I won't spend the time to read that passage, but I really encourage you to go on and read that through verse 44 of Luke 19. This prophetically should have, is when Jesus should have been recognized by the Jewish people as the fulfillment of their, their coming Messiah. And Jesus began to weep because the end of the 69 weeks was to be, uh, he was to be recognized publicly with the entrance of the promised Messiah to the Jewish people, and they did not recognize him. And this promise was fulfilled impeccably to the day with irrefutable evidence. And that brings us through the 69 weeks of Daniel's vision of 70 weeks. Now you're thinking, okay, if 69 weeks were accomplished, Back in 33 AD, then where is the 70th week? Well, this is what you have to understand. is there, there was a prophetic pause between the 69th week and the 70th week of Daniel's vision of the 70 weeks. A prophetic pause, or a gap of mercy in between the fulfillment of the 69th week of Daniel's vision and the 70th week, or the 70th set of seven. Due to the Jews not recognizing their promised Messiah, a prophetic pause was put in place. A gap of mercy from God. And Daniel actually foretold of this prophetic pause in Daniel chapter 9, verses 25 and 26. The scripture says, Now listen and understand. Seven sets of seven plus 62 sets of seven will pass from the time the command is given to rebuild Jerusalem until a ruler, the anointed one, comes. And we see that at the end of the, the 69th week. Jerusalem will be rebuilt with the streets and the strong defenses despite the perilous times. Here it is, verse 26. After this period of 62 sets of seven, the anointed one will be killed, clearly speaking of Jesus, appearing to have accomplished nothing, and a ruler will arise, whose armies will destroy the city and the temple. The end will come with a flood. The war with all its miseries are decreed from that time to the very end. So, Daniel foretold of this prophetic pause. In verse 25, you've got 7 plus 62 equals 69. 69 times 7 is 483 years. Verse 26 is talking about Jesus. So this is all at the end of the 69 weeks. And we have two prophetic events that prove this. The first is the crucifixion and death of Jesus in A.D. 33, where the Anointed One was killed, quote, appearing to have accomplished nothing. And we also know that in A.D. 70, historical fact, that the destruction of the temple took place and the dispersion of the Jews by Titus of Rome. Those are two historical undisputed facts that took place at the end of the the 69 weeks. So we're now living in a prophetic pause. It's called the church age. And that church age stretches from Acts chapter 2 until the rapture of the church. The church age is where God allowed the gentiles to be grafted into the new covenant. It was this gap of mercy. And it also was a gap of mercy to the Jewish people. In 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 9, 2 Peter chapter 3 Verse 9, but you must not, i am uh, starting verse 8, you must not forget this one thing, dear friends, a day is like a thousand years to the Lord, and a thousand years is like a day. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he's being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. This is the gap of mercy, where our gracious God is being patient, not wanting anyone to be lost, but all to come to repentance. Now, this is one of the many reasons why the church will not go through the tribulation. The tribulation period is the 70th set of seven, and it's seven years long. So the tribulation period is that final set of seven years. And because the church did not go through the first 69 weeks, she won't go through the 70th and the final set of seven. The church was not in existence in the first 69 weeks of Daniel's vision. The church age is during that prophetic pause or that gap of mercy allowing all the Gentiles to be grafted in. Remember, Daniel's vision of 70 weeks is not about the church. It's about Israel, the Jewish people, and Jerusalem. The church age, which runs from Acts chapter 2 until the rapture of the church, that is the prophetic pause, or the gap of mercy in between the fulfillment of Daniel's 69th week and the 70th week. Daniel's vision of the 70th week will begin with the Antichrist signing a peace treaty with Israel. Look at Daniel chapter 9, verse 27. The ruler, this is the Antichrist, will make a treaty with the people for a period of one set of seven. But after half this time, He will put an end to the sacrifices and offerings, and as a climax to all his terrible deeds, he'll set up a sacrilegious object that causes desecration until the fate decreed for this defiler is finally poured out on him. But So in Daniel 9.27, after half this time, that's three and a half years, He signs a peace treaty with Israel, and that is the beginning of the seven-year tribulation period. And then he's going to break that treaty after half this time, or after three and a half years. The day the treaty is signed is the exact day the tribulation period begins. And because the first 69 weeks were fulfilled precisely to the day The 70th week, or the seven years of tribulation, will be fulfilled to the day. The final set of seven is the tribulation period. Seven times 360 days is 2,520 days. At the end of the first three and a half years, or 1,260 days, the Antichrist, breaking his peace treaty with Israel, And desecrating the temple will usher in the second three and a half years, or 1260 days, and that's called the Great Tribulation. And that is where the wrath of God is poured out in unprecedented ways. This Great Tribulation. The Tribulation period will become progressively um, difficult progressively challenging as the wrath and judgment of God gets worse and worse and worse as the seven-year tribulation proceeds. Daniel's vision of the 70 weeks ends with the second coming of Christ. The second coming of Christ puts an end to the seven-year tribulation period. So as with the first 69 weeks, the 70th week, will be precise to the day. At the end of the 70th week, God destroys the Antichrist. Daniel 9.27, the last part. This is when the fate decreed for this defiler is finally poured out on him. God destroys the Antichrist and and that victory ushers in the thousand-year reign that we call the millennium. We're currently living... At the climax of the church age, at the tail end of this prophetic pause or this gap of mercy, right before the 70th week. The next major prophetic event is the rapture of the church. Would you be ready to meet the Lord were the rapture to take place today? Are you at peace with God? Are you living in victory over sin? John chapter 1 verse 12 says, To all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the power to become the children of God. There's power available to you to become all that God has called you to be by believing in him and accepting him as your Lord and Savior. How do I do that? You have to recognize, repent, and receive recognize your sin the bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god when you've recognized that you've sinned now you can repent of your sin and to repent simply means to change to change your mind to change your direction to change your lifestyle to change to turn from your life of sin and turn to jesus christ and that leads you to the third r recognize repent and receive Simply receive the free gift of salvation offered through Jesus Christ. It's the only way to peace in your life is faith through through Jesus Christ. Just receive him. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I'm going to offer a simple prayer of salvation for you right now. And you can repeat this prayer after me wherever you're at just repeat this prayer, it contains all three of these components, to recognize, repent, and receive. And if you'll repeat this prayer after me from a place of sincerity in your heart, you can become a Christian today. And when you do that, you'll participate in the rapture of the church, which will exclude you from all of the wrath and judgment of God that's poured out during that 70th week called the Great Tribulation. We're at the very end of the church age. This prophetic pause, this gap of mercy provided to us by God is very quickly coming to a close. Would you be ready to meet the Lord Were the rapture to take place today? You can know that answer by praying this prayer together with me. Just repeat this prayer after me. Let's pray right now. Say, Heavenly Father, I admit that I've sinned. I believe Jesus died for my sins and rose from the grave to give me victory over sin and death. I confess my sinfulness. I repent. Please forgive me of my sins and come into my heart and make me a new person. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer with me, welcome to the family of God. Please go to our website at revivalnow.com. Go to revivalnow.com, and when you go to our website, you'll find a big red button on the front page that says, I just got saved. Click that button, and it'll take you to a place where you can view some video resources that I've prepared for you to help you get started in your Christian life. And there's also a place for you to fill out your contact information. If you'll fill out your contact information, we're going to send some resources to you to help you get started in your Christian life. So go to RevivalNow.com, click I Just Got Saved, and follow the prompts from there. Thanks for joining me for this episode. I trust that it's been a blessing and an encouragement to you. I do encourage you to go back keep your Bible, when you can have your Bible open, and uh, just listen to this podcast again. Listen to it uh, one or two times, maybe three times through, and you're going to see, it's going to build your faith. It's going to encourage you about the impeccable timing of God's prophecy, but also it's going to encourage you about where we are within God's prophetic clock. So until next time, be blessed. In Jesus' name.